Good morning, everyone. Well, if you realize or you notice, I do have an accent. And if you cannot understand my accent, feel free to read the subtitles right here. <laughs> That's how I learn English anyway, just by reading subtitles. Um, yes, I'm a pastor at Linden Alliance Church. Uh, Linden is 20 minutes southwest, I guess. South right. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> And um, it's the most excited two minutes of your life. And if you are ever in Linden, feel free to stop by. Say, I was there at the chapel, and I went by you to coffee. We have a great coffee shop there. And water is free there, so I went by there for sure. <laughs> uh, I, a couple months ago, I received an email to be here. And, and they say, oh, you want to come and share? I said, yeah, sure. And then after I say yes, I'm like, oh, to what I say yes? <laughs> and I'm here, and, uh, and then I, I, I say, well, I can share about self-control. And today my sermon is not going to be super profound or, or deep, and, but rather to tell you a little bit about my story and how God has been helping me to work in this area in my life of self-control. I've not always been a Christian, that's the truth. I grew up in Chile. My mom and dad, they're pastor in Chile. Um, but when I turned 14, I went away from everything. And as I was thinking about what to share today and how I'm going to start, I remember what Paul said in Colossians. Uh, Colossians is a new church. Um, they're helping Paul, and they got news. Paul got news from this church, and Paul is excited about his uh, faith, their love, and their hope, and telling about Jesus. But this church is struggling with the cultural pressure they're receiving at the time. A lot of pressure is going on, cultural pressure. And I'm thinking, well, today... We still struggle with cultural pressure. It's still a lot of things going on in our lives. It's like it's hard to deal with. And as Paul is trying to encourage them, they said he said, "Remember in Colossians one, I, I just want to read this. I should read this. Say once uh, Colossians one twenty one. I'm going to read. Once you were alienated from God, and we were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now." He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, establish, establish it and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard that have been proclaimed every, to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become as a servant. The NLT version say, after in verse 23, said, don't drift away from the message that you heard. And I love that. Because when I talk about self-control, it's actually thinking of my behavior, controlling my emotions, have control in my, my behavior and what I'm going to do. But I have to remember all the time the message that I heard one time. I told you I grew up in Chile. But I remember when I was 14 years old, I told my dad um, or my mom, 
my mom is this, this high, I'm scared of her. <laughs> and uh, if you, if any Latinos here, yeah, there you go. Yeah, my people, mi gente, ya está, there you go. Uh, and uh, if you ever heard about Latino moms, they always have a sandal. <laughs> and they can throw it at you. And no matter how you are, they can go like that and the sandal go that way and will land in your face. Well, my mom, uh, we had into a big discussion. I was 14 years old. And uh, I remember saying to her, Mom, I don't want to go to church today. Well, that day, she didn't have a sandal. She had the core of an iron machine. And she started to hit me in my back. She hit me so hard so many times that I, I was so angry. I pushed her, and I messed it up big time. They, they kicked me out of my house. And that was the day before I go to church. They go to church in praising God, holy God, hallelujah, after that. But my reality is in that moment, I was angry to God, angry to my parents, angry to everything else. So I did the opposite of self-control. I led my flesh to go act in anger. And, uh, and I became a drug addict. I joined a gang in my, in my country. And, 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 and uh, after that, and doing all that stuff, all messed up stuff, I was so broken, so deep in my behavior. So when I, one moment I was 18, trying to fix my life, my grandparents invited me one time to a Christmas. I was driving here, and I was thinking about this. I was, I was thinking... God, you've been so good to me. You have helped me so much. And I, I, I was kicked out of three high school. I never was good at school. I was good, but I had problems. I tried to be good, but I got distracted. That was my excuse. And one day, one Christmas, my grandpa said, big family reunion. There he comes. The shame of the family. And I was so angry, I swear at them, now swearing to grandpa, that was many sandals coming. <laughs> and, uh, and I was angry. I, I, was, I left home. I remember many times sleeping on the street, stealing, on the, stealing and doing many bad things. A friend of mine invited me to church. And uh, I said, no. They say there's going to be good music. Sure, I will give it a try. And um, I went to church. I was very high. I show up there, and I just came here. I sit in the back. I always love the people who sit in the back because I, I always sit in the back. And, uh, and I was in the back. I was high. I was a mess. And I could just hear the whisper of people saying, how he dared to be here. It's not that the son of the pastor. Uh, and I'm there and I'm angry. And I hear the guy playing the guitar in the front. And in that moment, 
I only can hurt my in my heart who was hard. I'm bitter. I'm angry. I didn't believe in God. I, I, I want to run away. But in that moment, God started to speak to my life. I love you. I care. I started to cry everywhere from my eyes, my nose, my mouth. It was gross. <laughs> I'm crying. And all of a sudden, I'm in the front. What am I doing there? And I'm giving my life to God. And the only thing I can say in that moment, it wasn't many, a big theological thing. It wasn't that I memorized my Sunday school Bible verses. It was, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. I'm a mess. I'm broken. Nobody cares. Can you forgive me? So when Paul is saying, remember the message that you heard. It's not like, oh yeah, Bible school and Bible and Sunday school. And I didn't remember that. I remember in that time that God loved me. I wish I can tell you that after that, I, I was drug free. I wish I can tell you that uh, my church supported me and uh, I got free of my addictions. I wish I can tell you that it was easy for me and I started to go to church every Sunday. It wasn't like that. Addiction is hard. I don't know if you ever struggle with addiction, but addiction is hard. And self-control kicks in. Because I tried to get rid of stuff and I couldn't. I tried to show up at church, and I tell you, my best parties, it was with this worship team. <laughs> they will say to me, Jorge, you want to go party after service? Yes. I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I'm like, no, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live like this anymore. And I keep trying and trying and trying, and I keep failing. And failing and failing. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Do you have issues in your life? Maybe in the past for me it was addiction, but today maybe it's, I don't know, pornography, suicidal thoughts, depression. Maybe you feel like you're failing. You try to perform something you're, and you just can't. And you're trying, and you go, and you say, no, I'm good, I'm good. But inside, you know you're not good. You keep trying and trying and trying and keep failing and failing and failing. And I remember this was me. Keep trying, keep failing, and I saying, God, can you help me? It wasn't an eloquent prayer, but it was, God, help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. It's very simple. Have you ever been in a situation in your life? It's not we talk about storms and we talk about going through difficult moments in our life. But have you ever experienced a moment that you know what to do? My mom, I love my mom. <laughs> she always Beat me so hard. My parents beat me so hard. And uh, one day I was talking to her and she was saying, I can't believe you're a pastor now. 
said, me too. <laughs> and I say, just thinking about the past, how God has been working in your life. I said, I'm sorry. She said to me for all the punishment we did to you. We thought we were doing good. I said, mom, it's okay. It's okay. We, we prayed. But my mom struggled with depression. And I heard her story. I'm here. I'm many miles away from my country. And every now and then I get texts from my mom saying goodbye. Because she's so depressed. That's a whole story for another day. And I, hear the, I get this text goodbye. I call my sister, go and check on mom. What are we going to do? Have you ever been in a situation in your life? Do you want to? You don't know how to face. You don't know what to say. You can read all the books about it. You can have all the tools that you want. But in the end, in that moment, you're saying, God, I need you. I need you in my life. And Paul and Galatians start this as we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Before he mentioned, he made a statement in Galatians 5, 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Start right there. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. You want to learn about self-control? I don't have all the secrets. I just want to tell you something. It is possible to live a life in self-control. How? When you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. So what is guiding your life? Maybe it's thoughts that you can. Maybe you're thinking, I keep trying, I keep studying, and I, 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 I don't know how. Maybe you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, and, and you're like, I'm too embarrassed to ask for help because I should be strong in my faith. I should be strong in what I do, but I just can't. When I start to tell people that I, you know, now I talk very open about my addiction problems, about my past, and when I join my gang, when I sleep on the streets, and when I go in and steal, and all that stuff. But four years ago, I would never tell you this. You know why? Because I was embarrassed. I was ashamed of myself. But the words of Paul come to my mind. Just remember. Remember. Once you were enemies of God. But now he loves you. Just remember. That's the gospel. Right there. He cares about you. He cares about your life. He cares about your issues. And self-control comes from that desire of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead your life. How this is possible, Paul said in, in, in Philippians 4, he mentioned about how hard it's been his life, his ministry and everything. And he said, I can do all this through Christ. Will strength me. I can't, but he can't. I can't, but he can, and he can do it through me. You know, I remember, you know, uh, 
I, I struggled with my addictions, and I, I, I came back. I'm, I'm free. I, I, I have helped so many people on the streets, and, and right now we have an AA meeting running in our church, and people come in the temple. I, I, I don't believe in God. Uh, that's, that's fine. I say, and, and he's like, but you're a pastor. How can you be fine? I said, well, it's your story to tell. I just want to walk with you. You always believe it in God? No, not always. But you don't understand addiction. I do understand actually addictions. And then one person a couple weeks ago asked me, do you crave? Have you been in at the moment that you want to go back? And I said, you bet. You have no idea how many times. Today, uh, uh, marijuana or cannabis uh, is legal here. And I remember when I was applying for my uh, um, license at the Alliance Church, they asked me about this. What did you stand about? They're going to ask you, if you ever apply for the Alliance, they're going to ask you this. <laughs> what did you stand about uh, marijuana being legal? I said, well... I started with marijuana, <laughs> and it hurt me big time. I said, do you struggle? No, no, not now. And I go back to this guy, and he said, uh, do you crave? I said, when I'm struggling with myself, when I allow the enemy to come and by myself, I find myself in the front of a store. And say, well, it's legal now. Nobody will know. I don't have to say anything to anyone. What do you do? What do you do? I, I remember Bible verses. I can do all the Christian stuff. But at that moment, what do you do? When the enemy starts to whisper to your life that you're not sufficient. When the enemy starts to say lies to you that you're going to fail. How we deal with self-control in our life. Paul said, let you, the Holy Spirit to lead your life. Ephesians 6.10 say, before he starts to talk about the armor of God, say, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Again, it's not about you. It's about God working through your life. And I remember being in the store there. I called my wife. And I said, she said, get out. Drive back. And I do. I listen to my wife. <laughs> my only wife. <laughs> Clarified there. <laughs> and, uh, and I get out. Because you know what? It comes to a point with self-control. Again, it's not about you. It's about surrendering our life to God. You want to conquer your depression? 
You want to conquer your alcohol problems, your addiction to porn, or your addiction to whatever, whatever it is you're struggling with. You want to surrender. Somebody asked me, do you want to AA meetings? No, never. I wish I can have that. Actually, my church didn't help me. The people around my church, actually, they did more work to push me away from church because I didn't fit the standards of the church. But I remember the message that my brokenness, God came. And I remember going to my room and crying out, laying on my tummy, shaking because I was craving. There wasn't an eloquent word, an eloquent prayer, rather than say, God, help me. God, can you help me? God, help me. Help me, Lord Jesus. And I'm there shaking and crying. You know what you want to do if you want to struggle, you're struggling with this stuff? Surrender. And I go back over and over today. I don't struggle with the addictions, but I get angry. I have five kids, and I say, I don't want to mess them up like my parents did to me. And I, I messed it up, and I fell, and I fell. And sometimes I go to my office, I drive in, I say, God, help me, and I have to surrender, I have to go back to what I heard one time. In my brokenness, God, help me. In my brokenness, when you're struggling, when you're alone with your phone, when you're struggling at home, when you're struggling in your minds, in your heart, remember the gospel, the message you heard once in your life. Maybe you, you don't need to struggle with drugs or whatever it is to have a story like me. God save you from all that. And save your friends from all that. But in one moment, when the storm comes, not if it comes, when the storm comes, when the temptation comes, remember who lives in you. It's not just any God. It's God, Jesus, living in you, working through you. And it blow my mind, my Latino mind in Spanish. That God can work in this broken man. Yes, me. Can work in you and your imperfections. So when I'm there, I'm alone and struggling. I remember what Peter say. He say, Talk about knowledge, and knowledge comes with self-control, and self-control comes with patience and endurance. I wish I can be super smart, and I can quote everything, and I wish I can do all the right things, and I never say that I struggle. I'm perfect. I'm so far away from that. If you ever come to Linden Alliance, it's something you're going to hurt hear all the time how imperfect we are and how God want to use these imperfect people for his glory not because we have figured out the secret of life because God can work through us so when you're in your room when you're in your mind you're struggling 
Remember, self-control is possible. My secret to you, don't tell anyone. Just surrender. Holy Spirit, lead my life. Lead my thoughts. Lead my heart. Lead my calling. Lead my ministry. Lead my marriage. Lead my son. Whatever you're doing. You might think it's stupid. You might think it's silly. You might think it's not going to work. But what do you lose? What do you lose? Just to surrender at that moment. And say, God, help me. I just want to finish with this. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. That's the biggest revelation you're going to hear today. It is possible. It's not just a fantasy that just for some people. It's just not something that just a few chosen ones can enjoy self-control. It's available for you. You know why? Because God is living in you. You have received Jesus in your life. God is living in you. Therefore, allow him to work through your life. I would say, yeah, I have friends. They call and support. Sure. You can trust your friend. That's awesome. But rather than that, trust God. Trust God that he can help you through all the moments you're going through. There's a constant fight in ourselves. Always. Our flesh wants to do the bad things. And we're good at it. But surrender, it requires humbling our heart, being vulnerable. Who would like to be vulnerable? Nobody. Nobody. Because people will know our secrets. We're going to hold something to us. But God knows your heart. God knows what you're struggling. God knows what those prayers you've been doing. Help me. I want to get rid of this and I don't know how. Can we surrender together? Can we surrender to God and say, God, can you lead me? Can you work in my life? If you do, you're going to have five extra minutes and recess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to make those promises. I want to come back. <laughs> I don't want to say, oh, he say What? You're going to have 10% discount in your scholarship. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just not, don't, don't listen to that. It is possible. I was a mess. I still am. But it wasn't my strength who helped me. It wasn't my passion. It wasn't my determination. It wasn't my conviction. No, no. It was God helping me in my mess. I remember, I want to finish with it. A typical pastor. They always say they want to finish and they never finish. I was, I, I, I'm, I'm from Chile. I grew up in a very dangerous neighborhood. They say it was so dangerous you have to Walk backwards so people think you're living. 
I don't know if you get that one. It was very dangerous. And one time, I'm coming from church, around walking home around 1 in the morning. <laughs> Latino church that finished very late. And uh, my friends were in one corner. They're all drinking, getting high. And I'm like, if I don't stop there and say hi, I'm going to get in trouble. And one friend asked me, what are you doing? You are different. I said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And one guy said, oh, he became a have Christian, have a nickname in Chile. But I would say a hallelujah guy. Oh. And one more my friend put a knife in my throat. And say, you better not come back here. We will kill you. I'm obedient. I will not come back. And I go home. And I say, God, what do you want to do with me? They don't want me at church. Because I'm not good enough. They don't want me and my friends. Because for them, I'm good enough. I go home. I struggle. What should I do? I did the only thing I knew what to do. Surrender. God help me. That's the biggest secret I want to tell you. When you go home and you're struggling, surrender. And I just want to pray. That God will lead your, your life. And then you can go. I was good. I was finished before 11. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to pray. And after pray, you can go home and, uh, or you can come. I'm going to be here in the front and say, hey, what about coffee? Yeah, just come and talk to me. But whatever it is you're struggling, allow God to work in your life. It is possible. It's not just what you can do. It's what God can do through you. Heavenly Father, you're so awesome. That you care about us. Do you care about our mental health? Do you care about our addiction? God, you're the one who sees our hearts, our secrets, when nobody sees us. You know, you're the one who knows our, our minds and whatever is going on over there. We've been fighting. Enduring our own and our own strength, and we have failed. And I know the enemies want to shame us. They want to make us believe that it's not possible. But God, in your mighty power, I pray that you quiet the voice of the enemy. Who's whispering and saying they're not enough. You're always going to fail. And you're never going to change. I pray that you, Holy Spirit, lead us into your presence to, to live in your will. What you want for us and not what we want for ourselves. Lead us, Holy Spirit. Be with us. Give us the strength to live in victory. To live and experience freedom 
every moment in our life. We honor you and we praise you for what you're going to do. Thank you so much, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have an awesome day, guys. And looking forward to see you again. Take care. Bye-bye.